Hello, and welcome to Community Topics, number five of Dualist Community. I am reality, experiencing itself as whole and complete as I could ever possibly be here and now. And I am not here for you. I'm here for me, all of me. And since you also think of yourself as me, I'm also here for you. It's a fun circle. We're here for each other in that you are here for yourself all the time. And that is largely going to be the focus of today's conversation, community topics number five. I'm very excited about this. I do want to announce very quickly that we do have our weekly group chats coming up this month. As always, we have a free public group chat this first Wednesday of the month, and then of course the second Saturday of the month and every week after that on Patreon. Uh, you can join us for only $5 a month. You also get access to a, a little over 100 hours of additional footage and some articles that I wrote way back in the day and Andrew's ebook. It's well worth the money. All that said, on to the episode. Today, our two topics are really interesting and directly related. Today, we're going to be talking about shadow work and the need to prove yourself to another person, or rather getting over the need to prove yourself to another person. So I'm going to pass it off to Andrew to cover just the basics of what shadow work is. And then we're going to go into a little bit of the shadow, how it relates to the ego, and essentially everything that we've been talking about over three seasons. All right. appreciate you allowing me to kick things off because I know a little bit about shadow work, but I did uh, admittedly have to brush up before the episode. I watched a couple of YouTube videos just to uh, jog my memory, I guess you could say. But uh, from my understanding, the shadow is essentially the side of yourself that we kind of suppress. And when it arises, we try and get rid of it. And I guess just to try and use an example from my life that I've been sort of working on, not working on, but working on being more open about and sharing is the side of me that's like a normal person, like someone who likes to go out and have a good time with his friends, likes to go out on the weekend and, you know, get drunk at a bar or something like that. And it's an aspect that I kind of suppressed for a while last year, especially because it all had to do with this idea of myself that I was building that I thought other people may have. I thought because I posted and talked about all these things of, you know, having to do with mental health and, and overcoming fear of worry and anxiety and all this, all this stuff that I shouldn't do these things. I should, you know, be sober and, not need anything to, you know, have a good time, just be able to have a good time. And, and I would resist. And there were times where I maybe wanted to go out with friends and, you know, have a night out. And I wouldn't as much because, and it was all because I had this idea of myself, of, of this thing that I thought that other people saw me as and perceived me as. So I sort of resisted it. And I think that was me resisting shadow of myself and other aspects of that are, you know, getting frustrated or when we talk about love and light in the spiritual community, like not wanting to con be confrontational in any way or, or at all abrasive in any of my videos. And the reality is that sometimes that's entirely necessary to cut through some of the bullshit out there. Sometimes you have to come with the sword as Jesus said, and, and cut through things. And maybe you have to use a tone that's a little bit more 
intense or aggressive or abrasive. And so things like that were also things that I thought, because I had this idea of what it was like to be a spiritual person, I would suppress. And so all of those things, at least from my understanding, my limited understanding of shadow work are things that were part of my shadow that I, I sort of wasn't allowing to be. And because of that, when they would arise sort of into my reality or, or feel like they would start to arise, I would express them. I would try and get rid of them. And that resistance only created more internal suffering for myself. So I think through shadow work, you kind of allow those things to be recognized. There's nothing wrong with doing anything ever. Everything's always permitted. But as Ray always says, it comes back to your intention. And is it to, you know, going out? Is it for an escape? Is the frustration bubbling up to, you know, prove yourself or put someone else down? Or is it to express a certain message and you feel like in that moment, that tone of voice is the best way to express it. So it's more of an acceptance of what arises within you in the moment is my, you know, brief intro to shadow work. That was a great intro to shadow work. It, it really is. It's important to recognize that what you're doing is accepting the parts of yourself that perhaps you have blocked your awareness of. Uh, or decided through multiple choices to go into a different state of mind wherein you don't remember how you got to where you are, but that is part of it. So choices uh, from childhood are often the case, you know, like when uh, you go to tell your parent or, uh, about something that you've created and they ignore you, often what happens in an effort to fit in or in an effort to adapt to the environment and, and get approval, you will learn to keep your creations to yourself rather than expressing them from that action. And that's just one example, but the, the shadow is always created by the mask that we learn to form. So the way that I've kind of learned to think about it is that the experience of, of being reality is the light. The more you break down the division between the observer and the observed, the more you can just be, you are the light. We always talk about shining a light onto yourself or a light onto the world. That's what we mean, just being yourself. But as we grow up through the stages of ego development, we learn to form a persona, as Carl Jung referred to it, or a mask. And that mask, we start to view the mask as the light because we think the mask offers us protection and we think the mask offers us control. But as soon as we put on that mask, it creates a shadow because it's now blocking the light that we would be otherwise. And so as long as we are holding on to the mask as the light, we immediately necessitate the shadow. In thinking that we are one thing or in needing to think that we are one thing, we immediately need to think of all the other things as bad. We immediately need to judge all of the other things that we don't, that we don't want to be to avoid the reality that we are them. And, and that's the pain about the mask, about the persona, about our ego. And this is what we've been talking about this entire time. And so when we're talking about shadow work, what we're really watching is our addictive reactions to having that mask threatened because that's where we see the shadow work we need to do is when somebody threatens the mask or even the validity of the mask and we lash out or we get anxious or we get depressed or we judge them or we hold on to resent, that's all the shadow work right there. Those triggers, those feelings are what you get to look at and wonder why am I feeling that? Why am I going through that? And unfortunately where shadow work often gets lost is we start looking at how to reconcile individual traits rather than recognizing that the shadow and the mask go hand in hand. 
as long as you're holding on to the mask is important, there will always be more shadow work. There will always be more things about yourself you're not willing to see because you are over-invested in the benefit of the mask. So it's almost like people think of the shadow as a negative thing or things they, they don't want to see within themselves, but it, it sounds like the shadow is just your idea of yourself. Like that's, that's sort of it. And I, one of the, one of the videos I watched in my brushing up uh, earlier today, was talking about how people do shadow work to try and figure out the root of their suffering. And immediately I was like, well, the root of your suffering is the idea of yourself, but I didn't immediately connect that. Oh, the shadow is the idea of yourself, but it's interesting how in a society that's very egotistical, that, that takes our idea of ourselves to be the truth. It seems like sometimes the shadow may be thought of as just this negative thing and not just as the whole entire idea of yourself. So when people look to do shadow work to try and, you know, overcome the roots of their suffering or find the roots of their suffering, they're looking for specific pieces. It's like they're, they're picking apart parts of the mask that maybe they don't like, or, or don't have a, a preference towards, but then there's other parts that they would never want to let go of like things that provide more of a sense of certainty or, or security within themselves. So they're only picking apart parts of it. So it's why everyone to a degree is living with a mask, living with a shadow, because it provides them with that false sense of certainty. And, and for many people, it's that negative idea of themselves gives them that false sense of certainty. And that's sort of the, the classic shadow. But it's the same thing when you have a positive idea of yourself and someone comes and, and talks shit about you or puts you down or judges you, then all of a sudden that triggers you. That's because you're holding on to that shadow. That's because you're wearing the mask still because you're holding on to the idea of yourself. So is it that the idea of yourself and the shadow are, are the same exact thing? Yeah, absolutely. I always think of it as, as two sides of the same coin, right? Like we were talking about how even our highs can be indicative of our shadow. Like if you are consistently using certain things in your life, whether it be achievements or, or material possessions or whatever it might be to boost up your, your sense of yourself, that's the bright side of the mask. That's the side that you're like, look how shiny this is. And you want to show it to the world, right? But behind that is all of your fear that that doesn't actually mean anything about your value. That's the shadow side. That's the side that you're not showing anybody else, but that you can't help but see because you're behind the mask. So you're always going to feel that fear that the mask isn't enough, that the mask isn't the truth. And it's because the mask isn't the truth. The mask can't be the truth. It's just a tool like anything else. But as soon as you take it seriously and as truth, it has consequences. It creates consequences. For somebody who holds on to the mask out of pride, the easiest way out of that is humility is to recognize I could lose everything, my value would remain unchanged. My potential would remain unchanged. But to do that, we have to do what we call shadow work. To do that, we have to look at what makes us uncomfortable. We have to look at what we're addicted to. We have to look at what we're afraid of. We have to look at our judgments. And we have to recognize that all comes back to how we want to see ourselves. And how we want to see ourselves is what's creating all of those fun consequences emotionally. So our triggers are our friend. 
our fear of judgment at this point is our friend. Because if you go for a walk and you're immediately thinking that somebody's judging you for a certain reason, the flip side of that is something that you're holding on to as beneficial. The flip side of that is a positive that you're connected to or that you're attached to. And so immediately you have to ask, why am I threatened by that? Why am I afraid that somebody's going to judge me? Is it true what they're saying? And that's the shadow work. You have to be honest with yourself. And if it's not, then let it go. But if you're afraid to look at it, that's the problem. And the problem comes from your attachment to an idea about yourself that you are afraid to let go of, that this insight is threatening. Right? So just keep cracking the mask. Form it as you need to, but don't attach to it. And, and the shadow will eventually just start to fade away. But it's as we were saying in the last episode, it's an endless process. Yeah, no, I, I find that with those two sides, it's very interesting and in how often we see that when people do get triggered, when someone puts them down or makes fun of them, or they start to even something like the aging process, like people get very insecure about that. And that's why you see so many people having surgeries, trying to hold on to their youth for as long as they possibly can. And when you're able to look at the flip side, you see that it's because those people think their value is derived from the way they look, from how attractive people find them. They think all of their value is derived from those things. And so it's very easy to see that when you see what upsets them, when you see what worries them. And, and so looking at myself, like when I was younger and I used to get very worked up about you know, what other people thought of me, how someone would, what someone would think of me if I was talking and, you know, stumbled on my words or forgot what I, what I was saying. It's because I thought my value was derived from entirely from what other people thought of me, from their opinion of me was how my value was dictated. So as I was able to let go of that, all of a sudden there isn't so much fear on the other end, there isn't so much concern for what they will think of me. There's not much, so much concern for how I will, you know, speak or articulate something or say something or go on and on, on a rant about things. There isn't so much concern for, you know, how it goes or my opinion or someone else's opinion for what I say. It's just what I'm saying for the sake of saying it. And if it resonates great, if it doesn't, that's okay too. But when I was so concerned with it, it was because I thought my value was derived from the external, from the opinions of others. So as you let go of those from the looks aspect of it, as you let go of thinking that your value is derived at all from how other someone else perceives you, how other people think of how you look or how you act or what you say, or any of those things, as you let go of them, all of a sudden there isn't really much fear bubbling up anymore because there's no concern for the perception of it, whether they think you're amazing or think you're awful or think you're super attractive or think you're super ugly, you know, it has nothing to do with you and you're as whole and complete as you could ever possibly be. So there's really not much to be concerned about anymore. And I know I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of overlapping into our next topic, but I'll pass it back to you, Ray. No, I, I think that you should continue on with what you were doing. I think it's a great point because as we experienced just before you started talking, I trailed off into nothingness there. All of a sudden, I completely lost where I was going with my train of thought. And what's funny is that at a younger age, 
I would have beat myself up. I would have been like, oh my God, I wonder if I was making any sense there. Is anybody going to get anything out of that? I would have wondered if I was good enough to be on the podcast. There would have been this whole story and this whole narrative. And at the end of the day, I just carried through the process of my own growth as far as I could. And when it trailed off, that was as far as it was going to go. It really has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with my story. It, it was what it was meant to be. It was everything it was going to be. And if I'm impatient with that, or if I think that there should have been more, that's the shadow work. That's the opportunity to look at my expectations of myself and wonder where that's coming from. Where did those come into play? Where did I learn those? Or why am I attaching to those? Why are those important to me? Right? Those are our opportunities. So I just wanted to mention that quickly. Yeah, it's, it's almost cool how it becomes a game in a sense. And when, especially when you begin to let go more and more of the idea of yourself, it's like nothing is personal anymore. And I've so clearly been seeing myself as reality like i so often forget that like people call this whatever this thing is andrew it's like when you get to that point there isn't there's very little of concern that's not to say that it doesn't arise but i see myself right now as the conversation as the act of discussing whatever we're discussing right now these topics that we've decided upon and that's it. And without that extra layer of Andrew's performance or how Andrew is doing, there's no discomfort. There's no concern for what happens. And as you let go, it's so funny how, as you let go of the concern and, and the desire for something to quote unquote, go well, things start to go so much better because everything is, is process and everything is refining itself as you go. And so as you're going through something similar to, to what we were just talking about, like I used to be super concerned with losing my train of thought or forgetting what I was saying. And, you know, it happens to both me and Ray, like every podcast episode, a couple of times, it's like, we talk so much and have so many like things that we're trying to get through. Sometimes I'll have like three topics I'm hoping to get through in like one spurt of like four minutes. It's like, if I get through it, I'm like, let's fucking go. If I don't, it's like, I mean, that was a, that was a, uh, heavy lift attempt there. Um, that was, that was a strong attempt at doing a lot of different things. And, and if it didn't get through to everything, it's funny how often too, and I'll lose my train of thought and like, I'm like, ah, just, just take it. Right. And then he says the exact thing that I forgot I was about to say that happened last episode. I thought that was, that was pretty funny, but yeah, as you let go of the idea of yourself as being something separate from reality, all of a sudden there isn't so much concern for anything that is being said, anything that is being done. And you realize there is no right or wrong thing to ever say. There is no good or bad performance to be had. There's just the performance. There's just the thing being said. There is just the conversation itself. There is just the thing that you're doing. And there isn't a better outcome or worse outcome, because as you go through it, you build a sensitivity and then things do get uncomfortable. And all of a sudden you are in a place where, you know, maybe someone cuts you off and they're like, that didn't make sense. And you're like, Oh, I didn't prepare for this part. I didn't practice this. And, and then it's like, you bottle up. But as long as you aren't so much there, the idea of yourself isn't so much there. It's like, hmm, yeah, that's a good question. Let's think about that. Let's talk about that. And because you're there for it and you're not so concerned with like, 
oh boy, I didn't prepare for this. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say the right thing in response to this. It's like, there's no fucking right thing to say. And you just keep going. You're just like, hmm, interesting. Let's chat and keep going. And then it turns into something. And then like another insight hits you because you're not getting yourself in the way and so concerned about how you are being perceived. So yeah, there's just so many beneficial aspects as we talk about all the time of letting go of the idea of yourself and seeing yourself as just what is here and now is seeing yourself as reality as whole and complete as you could ever possibly be. And in that, it's just like, just keep moving forward, just keep doing shit because you can, not because you have to, or, or because someone's going to perceive you in a positive or a negative way, just because you can. Absolutely. And try to keep in mind that just as it is very difficult for you to see what is as long as you're invested in that mask and lost in the shadow. The same is true for everyone else. Sometimes as we're growing up, and I was talking about childhood trauma or, or just childhood events and how they affect us, we forget that that parent who wasn't paying attention to our creation was lost in their own shit. They were really trying to deal with their own insecurities. They were trying to deal with their own mask. They were trying to deal with their own need for control and all of that. And it takes up time. It takes up attention. It makes it very difficult for us to empathize. And so when we are going through our own process, sometimes we, we're looking for validation outside of ourselves and we're looking for somebody to go, you're doing a great job right? Because that would make us feel really good. But that need is also part of the mask. That need is also part of the shadow. And, and so it's important to recognize that looking to other people, while it can be helpful, can become an addiction. And I want to share a story quickly. And I think I've shared it before here on, uh, on the podcast in terms of my old YouTube channel back from 2005. When I came out of the forest, I had a lot to say. I ended up making, I think it was like 60 or 65 videos in two months. And they were all about 10 minutes long. I, I, just, I just kept talking. I just had so much to say. And I started getting followers pretty quickly. It, 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 it gained some steam. It didn't take too much time. It was the, uh, the early days of YouTube. So it's not like there was a great deal of competition, but there was a lot of people who, were, there were a lot of people who were interested in the conversation I was having. And so I started getting followers. But then all of a sudden, it was like I was trying to think about what content they would like to hear. And I was starting to think about how they perceived me. And instead of it just being for what I, I wanted to say, it became about them, or at least my perception of them and my perception of how they were perceiving me. And, and right there, I knew that I was falling off the track. I was once again doing it for the wrong reasons. I was trying to feed that mask. I was trying to feel better about myself. And more importantly, I was looking for validation about what I knew from convincing other people. And so I had to ask myself, who, who is it really important that knows this? Is it important to tell them? Is it important to convince them? Or is it important that I know this? That I know I know this? Is it about, is it about me? And so I dropped the YouTube channel. I walked away. I shut it all down. I, I downloaded all the content and then I, I put it on a hard drive and I just went back, about, uh, went back about my life because I needed to keep doing that work. I needed to get to the point where it really was just about me. It really was just about what I was saying because it was interesting and because I, I was having an insight and it was important to me at the time and that my intention was never to push it on someone else, but just to embody it myself, which means I had to abandon what other people thought of me, which means I had to abandon the idea that their perception ever gave me value. And that was a tough one for me because that is another form 
or that is another illusion of control. We depend on that illusion. If I can just manipulate people properly, I'll have value, right? And it, it, it's a way for us to, to achieve that illusion that we do have value, but it's only the illusion. It's always going to be threatened, right? Because value is not something you conceptualize, something, it is something that you embody from moment to moment. Yeah, and that, that value that we try and derive from other people, it's, it's impossible because you can't lose any value. So therefore you can't gain any value. That's that, that double-edged sword. And it's a, it's a bitch and a half because you got, and that's the toughest part. And what I realized, I don't know, six to eight months ago was that if I wanted to fully let go of the fear and all of the quote unquote negative sides of the ego I had to be willing to let go of the positive side. And that's the part that people don't talk about because that's way more uncomfortable. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I, you don't have to have all this fear and, and worry and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you also have to let go of the feeling that your value is derived at all from the positive side, from the pats on the back, from the, the good job, you're doing great work here. It's like as much as it's tough to let those things go because that's never seen as a negative. It's never really portrayed as any sort of negative. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that you have to do it all of the time, but it's the same coin. It's the same coin as the one that when someone makes fun of you or puts you down or judges you makes you feel bad. It's when someone pats you on the back, tells you good work, tells you how much you've helped them makes you feel good. And you have to be willing to let go of that. It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful when someone says it and be like, Oh, I don't need that. You know, you don't have to say shit like that, but you can recognize that you don't, you can recognize that you don't need it. You don't have to be outwardly, you know, expressive about it in that sense, but you have to, if you fully want to let go of that other side of the side that, that makes you feel worse, you have to be willing to let go the side that, that makes you feel good because it's the same exact coin. And when you were talking about your YouTube channel, your old YouTube channel and, and getting caught up in trying to do the things for other people and, and how they, you think they would respond. I guess the reality is like, we never actually know how people are going to respond and what messages actually resonate with them. And as we hold on, at least I've found this, you know, with, with my own life, with posting content is like, as you try and be something for everyone else, you never actually know how it's going to be received and you're, you lose yourself in those ideas because you're trying to build, it's just building another idea of yourself as someone who has followers, as someone who's looked up to, as someone who has all of those things. And so in order to be able to let go of, of all of those negative sides, you got to be willing to let go of the side that that makes you feel good, that makes you feel better. And that I think is the, the difference that we talk a lot about between feeling better and getting better, holding on to all the accolades and the pats on the back. Yeah. It'll make you feel better, but letting go of those as well is what helps you actually get better. That's what makes you free because until then you're constantly being pulled and pushed by every influence that promises to make you more fulfilled or threatens to make you less fulfilled. And it becomes impossible to live your life at that point, because when you are invested in that mask, when you are invested in that false light, 
and you're suffering through the darkness, you're immediately manipulative because you're trying to get more of that light and less of that darkness, whether you realize it or not. And there was actually something that Carl Jung, the person who, who coined the term shadow self actually said, and I wrote this down because it's perfectly said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And that's the point is as long as we're invested in that mask, we are being pulled and pushed by every influence, by every threatening stick, by every giant juicy carrot. And we call it fate. What happens? Because we have no awareness of what we're doing. All of our choices are directed by our fears and our wants. And in that state, we have no influence over our life. And we go, why is this happening to me? And it's because we're blocking out all the opportunities, all the moments where we could have actually changed it because we're so connected to the mask and the narrow pathway that that mask creates. So until we're willing to look at the mask, we can't be free of its influence. Until we're willing to let go of the promise it gives us of protection and safety, which it can never deliver, we will always be at the mercy of the shadow. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I love that quote. And it's... It's fascinating because so often the idea of ourself becomes a habitual process because as you've said many times, and especially in discover transcendence, how habitual humans really are. And I think our idea of ourself is probably the most habitual thing we ever do it, because it's something that we constantly bring in to every single experience that we have every single moment. So it's constantly being reinforced. And because of that, we can't even see that it's something that is malleable, is flexible, is able to be let go of because we think it's what we are. We think without that, we're dead. And that I think is where the fear of death comes in. It's not because we're actually afraid of dying. It's because we're afraid of not having any idea of ourselves, any idea, any mask whatsoever that, that we think, we almost think of the mask as a sense of sh a shield to reality. And in a way it is. In a way, it absolutely is a shield to reality and a shield that disconnects us from reality. It separates us. It's a, it's a bumper. It's a divider. It's a, a buffer to reality. And sure, maybe it seems like it's more comfortable, but you know, prisons seem a lot more comfortable to people who are afraid of you know, their own potential, afraid of the freedom that comes with uncertainty because uncertainty is freedom and freedom is uncertainty. And certainty is a comfortable, self-created prison. So we've said so many times. So that mask, that idea of yourself cuts you off from the truth of what you are. And the idea of yourself is always what cuts you off from the truth of what you are, which lies beyond the idea of yourself, which lies beyond what you think you are, what you think your personality is, what you think your strengths and weaknesses are, what you think the story of you is. It lies beyond all of that. So it's not that you have to define what is beyond that. You just have to let go of everything you think it is. Take the mask off and what's left is the light, the truth of what you are here and now. Absolutely. And a useful tool, or at least something that I have found useful over the years is to look at some of the moments in my life where I have been totally self-absorbed, where I've been manipulative, or I have lied, or I've been totally focused on just getting what I wanted and to reconcile that that was the result of the mindset that I was committed to at the time, that it didn't make me a worse person, but it is indicative of the danger that goes with that mindset. And so when you look at the entirety of creation, when you look at every character that's ever existed, every person, whether they be the villain or the hero, 
if you can look inside that person and go, what mindset is that? Where's that coming from? You can actually start to do shadow work in that way as well. You can recognize that you have the capacity to be every villain and the capacity to be every hero. And it's just in the temptation to look at yourself as a hero that you can do that work. Where's the pride? As opposed to where's the recognition of your strengths? Where's the recognition of your ability to adapt? And the same is true for the villain. Can you show empathy for those that are hurting so much they're not aware of the hurt that they're creating in the world around them? Can you look at them without judgment? Because if you can, then you can look at yourself in the same way. And it's all part of the same practice. And so awareness, as always, is the one-step process to shadow work. But you have to do it without fear. Like You have to understand no matter what you think of yourself, you're wrong. It doesn't matter what it is. It's never what you think. So don't be afraid to explore it. Don't be afraid to look at it. Just remember that if you're feeling threatened, if you're feeling shaken, if you're feeling like you're less valuable, you're investing in the mask. Just come back to reality. Take a breath, take a walk, journal, whatever you got to do, but just stop making it about you. It's just process. And the whole shadow work thing will get easier. For me, I never considered it shadow work. The expression shadow work actually was introduced to me, I think about two years ago um, on TikTok. And I talked to my wife about it, who was in school. And of course she said, oh yeah, no, that's Carl Jung. I'm like, oh, right, right, right. But I always just called it self-honesty, brutal self-honesty, because that's really all it is. But it's a lot easier to do if you understand the mechanism of the ego. If you understand why we connect to the mask. If you understand the mask is the problem, that it is the root of all of this, then shadow work starts to make sense. Otherwise, all you're doing is you're trying to like buff the mask and get rid of some of the, sh the shadowy parts on the back. Like you're still invested in the illusion that's causing the consequence. It's always going to lead you back to that consequence. It's in letting that go. Just letting it go as being anything other than a fiction, a useful fiction, a fiction that you can use and a fiction that is always going to be in play in the world that we live in because I cannot meet you without immediately forming an image about you. The real question is whether or not I believe that image at face value or I question it. And most people often just take it at face value. And as a result, they can't see you regardless of how authentic you might be. This is something you're going to learn is that whether you're wearing a mask or not, the people who are have never been able to see you almost argue that our entire reality each of us individually is rooted in our relationship with the mask how we see the mask and how we perceive it relative to the truth of what we are do we think we are the mask do we see that we aren't but we still hold on to it for a sense of certainty do we fear that the mask may be made fun of do we do we hope that the mask may look better in the future? Do we fear that it may look worse in the future? Do we feel like it looked better in the past? Do we feel like it maybe looked worse in the past? And, you know, that's all it comes down to when, when I just kind of explained in a broader degree, depression and anxiety is looking back on the mask when you thought it looked better than it does right now, depression, fearing that it might look worse in the future than it does right now, anxiety. But the truth is that you aren't the mask right now. And that's where all the suffering arises from is thinking that you are the mask. So being able to look at it for what it is, seeing that it's just a way for you to identify for convenience sake, but it's never been the truth of what you are. 
you can let it go. You can see that it never had anything to do with you in the past idea of it, the current idea of it, the future of idea of it. You can let all of them go and see that they're, they're just a tool to be used to communicate, to be able to experience this reality. We all have a mask to a degree in the illusion of duality, but you can recognize that it's not the truth of what you are. You can see beyond it and see that, oh, yeah, this is a tool right here, but I know this isn't me. But so much of our society thinks it is them. They think they're all, they are their mask. They think they are their name, their experiences, their accomplishments, their traumas. All of those things create the mask. So if you can look it in the face and be like, yeah, I see all of that. I know why someone would want to hold on to it, but I don't have to. That's not me. I'm aware of it. I can see it for what it is. But in that seeing, I can also let it go. So our reality comes down to our relationship with the mask. And, and as you let go of believing that's the truth of what you are, you can more easily let go of the opinion of what other people think of you, because you know that every single time they have any thoughts about you, it's thoughts about the mask. It's not thoughts about you because that them that they're looking at, the truth of what you are is the truth of what they are. And our masks are the only thing that differentiate us. So as we let go of believing that's the truth of what we are, it's way fucking easier to let go of the opinions of others and, and their thoughts about you and their judgments and their perceptions of you. But you got to be willing to look your mask in the face and recognize that it's not, not the truth of what you are and never has been and never will be. Yeah, it helps to remember that the perception of other people goes with the mask because the mask is your perception of division from reality. Right. So the more you invested in it, you are, the more you're going to fear, quote unquote, other people, because you don't recognize that they're you. And this is where the emotional spectrum, again, comes in really handy in shadow work. If you're really upset, that's an opportunity. If you're really frustrated, that's an opportunity. If your feelings have been hurt, that's an opportunity to recognize that you are still perceiving a division. Because all of those emotions come from the perception of division. And so if you can recognize, oh, I'm still feeling apart from all this. I'm still trying to define myself as being in control. I'm still focused on my needs. I'm still focused on the idea of me. Then that gives you something else to work on rather than just looking at the problem that you think is there. And instead your brain is just going, oh, I can validate that problem. Let me give you a thousand reasons that problem's there. And your brain will until you recognize the problems that are actually a little bit deeper goes a little bit farther than just the superficial. It really is that perception of division, which is everything we've been talking about in the, entirely, in the entirety of dualistic unity. All we've done is change the wording from the ego to the mask, to the perception of division, to the idea of you. It's all the same stuff. It's all the same illusion. And it is the same process of being aware of that illusion that allows us to work it through. That's really all it is. The more aware of it you become, the more aware of the consequence that you become and the more aware of how tired you are of that consequence you become, the more you'll change. It really is a natural process and you are, you are already going through it, which is why you're sitting here through this episode listening to this, because you're interested in this. It is a priority to you, which means you're already changing. So the mask is already slipping away. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you being here for it because... As much as you're working through shit, I'm working through shit and Ray's working through shit because 
reality is as much as I recognize that the mask isn't me, there's a lot of shit out there that's reinforcing to me and trying to convince me that it is me, including all of my environment and my ideas of reality that I get caught up in my perception of division and occasionally perception of lack that arises. It's all there, but it's just catching yourself. It's a practice at the end of the day and, and being able to see it for what it is and, and not allowing it to get to the point where you're so caught up in it that you can't see beyond it. It's just, it's just the process. It's just catching yourself in the moment. Oh, I'm getting really frustrated. Oh, yep. I'm myself is getting in the way. My idea of myself is getting involved again. That's all it ever comes down to. And it's not to say that you should be catching it in every single moment, but you can see that you can. And the more you see it, the easier it gets. And eventually there, there isn't so much to hold on to anymore. And it gets weaker in a sense. And, and although potentially a lot of people in your environment, a lot of people around you are trying to reinforce to you that, you know, you are the mask, you know, that it isn't. And, and they have a vested interest in you holding on to your mask because they're very afraid of letting theirs go. And as you let yours go, you're going to be a trigger in and of yourself for them because they are very heavily invested in their own mask, but you can see why they are. And the more you can see why they are and the path that got them to being so invested in their mask, you can experience that empathy that Ray was talking about before. And through that, you can, you can let them go and, and it won't get you so worked up anymore when you're able to see the path that got them to the place that makes them so fucking triggered when you take your mask off. So it is process, it is practice, but I really appreciate you being here for it, going through it along with us as much as we are going through it. And yeah, excited for more conversations about this moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I love community topics. They're so much fun. I, I just wanted to toss in here quickly that when you do recognize your mask and you do start to, to wear it less or rather value it less, and as a result, you put it on less often, those who are wearing their masks aren't going to notice because the only thing they can see while behind their mask is mask. That's all they can see. And so they cannot see you. So when you find yourself trying to prove to others that you're not wearing a mask, recognize that the only person who really needs to know it is you. It's the only person who needs to know it. And then if they, if other people or, or quote unquote, other people get the capacity to see it themselves, you'll know it. You can see it in how they talk to you. You can see it in the conversation. You can feel the connection when they are actually there with you. So don't worry about proving anything to anyone know it yourself, right? Don't worry about getting anywhere. Just maintain awareness of what you're doing right now and how it might be causing consequences for you. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap up community topics number five. This one's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you would like to suggest a topic for next week's community topics episode, please do so on Discord or in Patreon. Uh, the vote will be on next Monday. So you can vote on which topic we will discuss in community topics number six. Uh, the Patreon groups are a lot of fun. If you can join us on any of the Wednesdays that we hold a group chat or on the second Saturday of the month for a group chat on Patreon, you won't regret it. There's so much fun. And there's so many people who come in and share their insights and their challenges and their questions. The conversation just evolves more and more each and every time. It's not something that you want to miss. So if you have the time, 
definitely join us. If you don't have the time, you can still access all of the videos after the fact for only $5 a month. Anything you'd like to add to the episode, Andrew, before we shut her down? I did have one final thought that just hit me. And it's because a lot of people talk about how everyone's just seeing a reflection of themselves. So I was thinking about the idea of a mask and how there's two sides to every mask. And everyone's wearing, for the most part, a mask. And they have their idea of themselves on the inside of their mask. So they can only see the inside of their mask. And they can only see the outside of everyone else's mask. So all they're seeing when they see your mask is their idea of themselves on the outside of their of your mask. And then when you're looking at your mask, you have the idea of yourself internally. And all you're seeing is the idea of yourself on the outside. You don't see a mask. You just see the idea of yourself being reflected back to you. But when you take the mask off, when you recognize it's not the truth of what you are, you're not exactly seeing yourself in the sense of the idea of yourself, you're seeing that they're wearing a mask though. And beyond that is you. And the ideas that we have of each other are just the mask. And behind every mask is you, is the truth of what you are. It's also me and also thing I'm talking to that goes by Ray and, and everyone and everything that's always been forever and for eternity. <laughs> And on that note, I want to mention one more time that the retreat is coming up in November, November 12th. If you can join us, this conversation that we're getting into right now that we're going to end before we get too far into, the, into, into another hour of this episode is going to be going on for eight days. We are going to deep dive into exactly what it means to be looking at yourself in everyone all the time and how to reconcile that against your experience of a world that doesn't know that we're doing that. That that's exactly what's going on. So it's not a retreat you're going to want to miss. There are four tickets left. You can get them at dualisticunity.com. I'm really glad that you added that to the end of this episode because it's a valuable point for sure. Um, we are going to wrap this up here though. We will see you next week for episode 11 and of course, community topics number six. Hi everyone.